Dean, City of Sacramento Planning and Design Commission hearing. Uh, appreciate your attendance this evening. A few housekeeping items. First, if you have a cell phone, if you could please put it on silent or vibrate, we would greatly appreciate it. Or if you'd like to turn it off, that'd be great as well. Also, if you'd like to comment on an item, there are comment slips in the back, and if you could bring it, your comments up to the Commission Secretary, we'll be happy to hear your comments on one of the items today. And lastly, if you do speak on an item, if you could please be respectful of the three-minute time limit, we would greatly appreciate it. That being said, let's start off with a roll. Commissioner LaFasso? Here. Coville? Here. Lucian? Here. Lindsay? Here. Farrell? Here. Lucky Bond? Here. Rogers? Here. Juan Connolly? Here. E? Here. Ogilvy? Here. Vice Chair Burke? Present. Chair Jose Bodipo member. Here. Have a quorum. Thank you. I have number one, approval of meeting minutes for May 11, 2017. Do we have any motions to approve? So moved. We have a, a motion to approve by Commissioner LaFosso, second from Commissioner Lucian. Can we please do a voice vote? All those in favor of approving the minutes from May 11, 2017, please say aye. 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 All of those opposed, please say nay. Any abstentions? Motion approves. Me minutes are approved. Item number two, uh, director's report. Ms. Cosgrove, welcome back. I have one item for the director's report this evening, just to let the commission know that um, the community development department and the city in general graduated its um, its 15th planning academy class this last Tuesday at council. This is the 15th class since 2002. Um, and for those of you who might not be familiar with, or members of the public who might not be familiar with the planning academy, it's an 11 week course that the department um, hosts. And we discuss planning and development issues within the city of Sacramento community. So this, we graduated 25 graduates for a total uh, over the course of the program of 399 individuals who've gone through the program. So we're very proud of it and encourage those who might be interested in future planning academies to apply. Thank you. Ms. Cocker, one quick question. First of all, congratulations to the graduates. And for folks in the audience today who would like to be a part of next year's class, uh, how would they go about doing that? Uh, I would, the person who runs the um, planning academy is uh, principal planner Jim McDonald. Um, his contact information is available on the city's website. Great. Um, they can email him at uh, jmcdonald at cityofsacramento.org. Thank you very much. Commissioner LaFosso, you have a question? Uh, just having a little background. Uh, generally speaking, the classes start in January, the application starts in early December, and the decisions are made the second or third week of January, and it's widely publicized on the city's website, but you got to be paying attention in December and January. Thank you, Commissioner LaFossa. Any other questions related to the director's report? Thank you, Ms. Cosgrove. Appreciate it. Moving on to the public hearing. We'll first be hearing item number three, P162-029, Marjorie Way Tentative Subdivision Map. Before we uh, start with the staff presentation, are there any disclosures or recusals related to this item? Seeing none, 
Mr. Norman, good evening. Good evening, Chair Bodipo member, members of the Planning and Design Commission. Uh, my name is Garrett Norman. I am the project planner for the Marjorie Way Tentative Subdivision Map Project. Staff and the applicant are requesting to waive the presentation this evening because I have not received any opposition um, related to the project since sending out the public notice. I have had a few conversations with neighboring property owners asking general questions about the project, such as lot sizes and construction timing. Um, staff is prepared to make a presentation if the commission would like, and both the applicant and I are available for any questions. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Norman. Are there any questions from commissioners? Commissioner Juan Connolly, followed by Commissioner LaFosso. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, so I understand that uh, it is the city's policy to uh, connect the streets when there's a subdivision, so the city will be connected as a whole instead of created pockets of uh, dead-end streets. But in this case, it is not possible because the city does not have the easement of the 3701 major way. Is that correct? That's the only reason? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And then I also understand that in the future, if this property owner file for uh, permits for the subdivision or expansion ad addition to the house or uh, uh, a secondary dwelling units, then at that time, city could request the easement. Correct. That's correct. Then uh, if when that happens, uh, is there any, uh, the current proposed project, uh, is there any condition that will prohibit that uh, the road to be connected other than the gate? is in place. Um, are there any conditions on the project that would prohibit the connection? Is that the question? Yeah, uh, either they proposed, the way they proposed, or uh, and then the, the condition that the, the city placed in uh, anything would, uh, in your opinion, will pro prohibit the future connection? Uh, no, not on this project. If, if there's something, a trigger on that property that happens in the future that would allow for the dedication of that easement, then they could connect Marjorie Way. Other than the gate? Yeah. Um, but based on the map, it looked like uh, the streets are not quite aligned. So would this be a problem? Maybe the city traffic engineer can uh, comment there would, on? Uh, yeah, there would be some engineering to design it to have that uh, little jog there to the, to the uh, east. That's correct, Sarah. Good afternoon, Sarah Laxon, Public Works. Yes, um, the extension of Marjorie Way, the new street, will have separated sidewalks, whereas the existing Marjorie Way does not have separated sidewalk. It has a touched sidewalk. So when the connection happens in the future, there will be a transition so that that missing piece will serve as a transition area. I see. So it, is, it can be done easily. It can be done, yes. Okay, thank you. And by the way, thank you for your answers to all my questions previously. Thanks. So uh, I guess I have a question to the applicant then uh, for the extension project. Is that a good time to ask now? Is the applicant here? Yes, Javed. If you could please state your name. Good evening. My name is Javed Siddiqui. I'm with JTS Engineering. I'm the applicant. Uh, thank you. Just have a, um, so do you object if we um, um, 
if we decided to hypothetically add a condition that if uh, in the future uh, when the city gained the easement and if the city desired, then the gate will be ta taken down so the, uh, the streets can be connected if the city desire. In the future on other people's property or on our property? Uh, in the future, if the city gained the easement of 3701, um, then the street can be connected. Okay. So the only thing you would do is to... Yeah. Commissioner Wong Connolly, I think staff might be able to help answer that but question. If I could just follow up on that. Um, once the subdivision is in place with the barricade, the barricade would be in public right-of-way, so the city would control the, uh, the removal of that barricade. So that is not up to uh, the applicants to decide. No, it, it would be within the public right-of-way, so that's the city's purview to, to remove that. So just so we are clear, if the city gain the easement for 3701, any time the city can choose to remove the barricade and connect the, the, the through street. Yes. And uh, who will pay for the transition? That would be um, based on the improvements to the existing property with no easement. If they do improvements uh, that would require uh, the de dedication of right away, they would be required to construct those improvements also. So it will be the proper owner of 3701. Yes. It would probably get complicated if uh, that property owner chooses not to dedicate the easement and it gets into an um, inverse condemnation situation, but we'd like to not get there. Um, the request would be made for that property owner to uh, provide those improvements with upgrades to the property. Well, it, it would be a trade-off if they want to get a permit for the subdivision or for the expansion or for a second dwelling unit, then that will be one of the requirements from the city yes. to ask them to provide the easement. Yes. Okay, Correct. got it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner LaFosso followed by Commissioner Yee. Thank you, Mr. Chair. A, a little bit on the same issue, but slightly broader, just noting that and this happens a lot in our staff reports, lots of questions and interest of the neighbors in emails that were written a year ago, and it's pretty clear a lot of these issues have been resolved since those emails were written. Am, 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 am I correct, Mr. Norman? Correct. Okay, I mean, I know there's some stuff about um, uh, speed bumps here and traffic circles there. I got the sense that some of the other findings we're making rely on the notion that there's very little traffic impact associated with, an, with a subdivision of this relative size. Can you, can you comment on traffic impacts and potential future improvements of the streets or whether they're going to be going to be called into question by this, this development? Yes, I will actually defer to uh, Ms. Laxon on that question. Okay, thank you. So according to our trip generation, this project is proposing 11 units, and there's currently two unit, dwelling units there right now, it's my understanding. So uh, 11 units will generate 138 um, trips in a day, 17 trips in the a.m. peak hours, and 14 trips during the p.m. peak hours. These numbers are not enough, um, very, very insignificant to cause a traffic issue. Appreciate that very much. And just for my edification, 17 during one peak, 14. During a.m. peak hours. 
17 during the AM peak, mm -hmm. 14 during the PM 14, peak. Yes. I think you said 100 something. 138 the whole day. So that means that more, uh, uh, more than 100 of the trips are not during peak hours? Yes. That's very interesting. Appreciate that information. Thank you. Since you're still there, um, the, the issue about, I have another question about the property rights associated with the street connection issue that I'm not going to direct to you, but since you're there on this, just the question of the alignment, my observation of the map suggests that the disalignment is a little bit more than just the issue of the sidewalk separation on the to-be-improved southern part relative to the already existing northern part. It looks like, I mean, it, 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 it looks like it's, it's just the, 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 is it just the sidewalk? Sidewalk and planter for the, okay. for the new, new roadway. The, the, there so, will be, I'm sorry, um, what is your question? Yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Have, have you taken a look, at, a good look at the subdivision map on, um, uh, well, it's, uh, there's two subdivision maps in the, and this would, be, you don't happen to have it that you could post on the, the uh, screen, do you? Do you think you could zero in on the connection at 3701? Um, if you look at how much farther west the northern boundary of existing Marjorie Way is, that looks like it's a lot more than the sidewalk. I mean, it, I, it, it all is what it is, unless I'm misunderstanding what street and what sidewalk. It, it, it is what it is. It begs the question as to why we're not slightly aligning the street to go just a little bit more westward, um, maybe the property line of the applicant's property doesn't accommodate that. Um, so you want the... the well, I don't want anything. I'm just trying to understand. So, so you're saying why are we not aligning the future sidewalk to the existing sidewalk a little bit more? Is, is I that guess my challenge is it's very hard from the diagram to discern what's sidewalk and what's asphalt. Okay. So the sidewalk is going to be behind the planter. And I don't, I'm not really familiar with the existing improvements adjacent to 3701. Um, my understanding is it's all gravel and there's sidewalks there but it's not within the right-of-way and it may have been constructed by the owner within his it's constructed within the property so it's not it's not a our standard um sidewalk I'm, I'm i don't know how it's constructed so this is all preliminary it's not improvement plan so when the applicant come in come in to record the map he will have to come in with a more detailed improvement plan and then the condition on the map states that they need to make the transition necessary to make this safe. So we, these are all going to be factors that will be looked at once the improvement plans are prepared. And the transition you're referring to is a potential connection of the two sides of Marjorie Way or a transition to the gravel street, I use the term loosely, in front of the homeowner at 3701 Marjorie Way. Right, right now we're not touching that because it's all private right of way and uh, private property. So we really cannot um, 
really, we really cannot design because once this property comes in in the future, that's when we're going to do the improvements and make that and design the transition. At this point, we don't have enough information to make to actually make the design for that. Okay. So just to close out, as frequently occurs in our staff reports, and we've been tied up on this before, this map, very tentative map, or I see survey, is what the applicant submitted with his or her application and may not be a visual representation of either the conditions of approval or what ultimately gets done when the sub work subsequent to today's action occurs. Whatever is on the conditions of approval will supersede whatever is shown on the map. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Just, uh, again, just, just to get on paper, the, the property owner of 3701 is not the same individual as the applicant, correct? And for all we know, that person's not even here today. But since they have no matter before us and we're not abrogating their property rights, they maybe felt they didn't need to show up. Okay. Miss? No, that, that's, that's – This moment we'll have Don't worry about it. Okay. It's not – it's it, – yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not important that they're not here. It's, they don't need to be here. I just wanted to put that in the record. Um, what, what kind of request on their part would trigger the city's active engagement on the question of a dedication? I heard a reference to an accessory dwelling unit. What, 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 level, what level of permit might they require that would invoke this right-of-way interest? Any, any kind of building permit? I'm not sure what kind of building permit will trigger it, but if if the uh, the property owner of 3701 Marjorie Wig in the future comes in to add a guest room or another bedroom to the unit or any accessory to the building that's greater than 500 square feet, um, I don't know what level of approval that would require, but that per the city code that would trigger the requirement for frontage improvements. Okay, that's Dedication. very helpful. Thank you very much. Should have asked you the question earlier. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Commissioner LaFosso. Before I go to Commissioner Yee, for members of the public, if this is your first commission hearing, again, if you'd like to comment on an item, there are comment slips in the back, and we'd be happy to allow you to comment during the comment, public comment period. Uh, Commissioner Yee. Thank you. So when the extension the connection of the of the street goes all the way through. What happens to the hammerhead? Is who re, is it removed? Who removes it? Does that portion then of the right of way become revert back to the ownership of the two parcels? What happens with the hammerhead when the road's complete? Uh, the hammerhead would remain in its current place, our proposed place. Is there a possibility for the hammerhead to be removed? They the, they could request the property owners could request to abandon that if, if it's not needed for fire access anymore. Okay, so then it would be when the road is complete, when a connection is made, whenever it's triggered and it's done, then it'll be up to the two parcel owners to request an abandonment of the hammerhead 
and then they would pay for the removal and the completion of the street after the hammerhead's removal? The burden falls onto the property owner? My understanding is if they want to incorporate that area into their property and use it for something else, um, that would be the option for, for those two property owners adjacent to the hammerhead. Okay, so clearly the hammerhead is only there because it allows uh, someone to uh, turn around instead of backing up all the way to the street. Yes. So with the uh, completion of the street, there really is no reason for the hammerhead. Yes. But it would be up to the property owners to initiate the removal and all that. Yes. Okay, second question, again, fixated on the hammerhead. It's located between parcels uh, eight and nine. Uh, why there and not 10 and 11? Um, I, I, my understanding is, and this is, uh, I'm not from the fire department, but my understanding is, uh, there's a certain room required for the fire for the fire truck to be able to complete the maneuver. So that maybe represents the length of a fire truck. Yes. When it hits a dead end, the move. Yes. So if it is then between 10 and 11, and a truck hits the dead end, that hammerhead is not can't be used. Yes. Okay, uh, that sounds reasonable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. No additional questions from commissioners, staff, or of the applicant. I have the opportunity for public comment. I currently have no comment slips. If you, it's, it's fine. Sir, if you'd like to come forward with a comment, we'd be more than happy to have you come forward right now. Hi, Javed Siddiqui again. Uh, we are agreeable to the conditions in the staff report, and I can answer any questions that you have. Regarding that fire department turnaround, uh, the way we envision it is that would also be a joint driveway Excuse for me, access. Sir? Excuse me, sir. At this point in time, I'm offering public comment. I believe that you're, you're the applicant on this project, correct? I was asking for public comment in response to the project itself at this time. So I, at this time, I don't believe that staff has heard that the commissioners have any questions for the applicant at this time. So now would be the opportunity for the public comment. So, so if, you, if, if you could- Well, I think- At this point in time, it, we were told by staff that you weren't going to provide a presentation. Um, so at this I, point in time, I'm bringing forward public comment on the item. Okay. I, if I could, understood. If grab a seat they were quickly. addressed, but I can answer any that remain unaddressed. Understood. Thank you. So, if you could have a seat, I'd like to again offer for. If you could have a seat, sir. Sir, I need you to have a seat. I'm trying to offer. I have no comment slips at this moment, and this is the opportunity for public members to comment on this item. If you haven't signed the comment slip, now would be the time to come forward so I can take your three-minute comment, please. And if you could please state your name and then fill out a comment slip afterwards, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, my, my name's Ray Duke, and we own 3682 Marjorie Way at the, the discussed offset of the sidewalk. And I guess I'm here kind of representing 3701 also, since he couldn't make it, he asked me to ask a couple of questions. 
and of interest, young lady here said there would be a trigger of 500 square foot addition. Is that going to be represented to the owner at 3701 that he can no longer do any permitting or any expansion be uh, larger than 500 square feet? Sir, at the completion of your question, I can, I can ask staff, but All is right. there the anything sec else? The second that? comment I have is uh, I, I didn't, I don't totally understand what type of barricade and wall, but in the, in the staff report, it says it prevents pedestrians and vehicular traffic. So I would like to know what does this image or what is this gate wall apparatus that will stop public traffic, both vehicular and pedestrian, um, on, that, on that north end of the parcel. The third comment is reading the staff report, it says that fire uh, prevents any parking in this extension uh, if the road is less than 35 feet, and I understand the road is only 28 feet, so does that mean that there will be no parking on either side of that sidewalk or that street in Marjorie Extension. With that number of homes, I can't see where the vehicles are going to all park. So those are the three things I'd like addressed. Thank you very much. Just a, a follow-up question for staff. Uh, could you answer the question uh, regarding parking uh, that was just brought up in this last uh, comment or question? What's the width? Yeah, I'll actually let Zara answer that question, but um, brief or quickly, um, it will be striped as no parking on the street because it doesn't meet the, the width requirement. Okay, and then the material for the barricade? Uh, yeah, I have an exhibit here. This is a city code uh, standard here. This would be on the uh, right away or on Marjorie Way. And this is the barricade for the sidewalk. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I have no other comment slips now. It would be the last opportunity for a public comment. I have something. So my name is Pete Hawkins, and I own the five acres next to that where it comes in there and goes right along there. And so I'm kind of curious about this sidewalk that's going to be going alongside of my barn. I have a barn that's 200 feet long there. Are they planning on putting up a chain link fence there or something? Because in the areas of the five acres where my 200-foot barn is, I don't have a chain link fence. They could just come up and... It was set up for horses, so they could just open up things and get into my barn and everything else. And then I had another question. So this guy, the, the guy at whatever it is, 7071 or whatever it is, are you saying that if he tries to sell his house even, that that's, that's going to be in the sale of his house? That has to be exposed, that you can't even do, you can't ask for a permit without tearing down the barrier and all this? I mean, that could be, if you're going to get, go into a permit, isn't that also just to even get a roof? And then my third question is, is do I got to pay taxes on this now? Does this make me a corner lot and I got to pay taxes on five acres there? I, I'm not very happy about that neither. And then plus, when I had my property surveyed to put in the chain link fences there, I went one foot in 
just to make sure. So now who gets that property? Do I have to take care of that from the sidewalk to my barn? Am I going to get the letters from you guys saying, oh, it's a fire hazard and i got to mow it every week? What's going on there? That's five acres going along there. I'm just kind of concerned about it. And the road doesn't go straight through there. That road has a heck of a jog through it there. Um, even where my fence is in the back, we moved that over because the people in the back, the sidewalk goes right up to that. But still, there's another foot there that belongs to me, and it's just a, I'm just wondering how that's going to work. And it's, do I really have to pay taxes on that, or how's that going to work? Thank you, Mr. Hawkins. I, I do have a question from Commissioner LaFosso uh, related to your comments. The question is for you, Mr. Hawkins, I believe. Uh, two, qu two questions, one for Mr. Hawkins, one for staff. Okay. Thank you for appearing, sir. Um, just as an introductory comment, you ask a lot of questions that are way out of our jurisdiction. My oh. question to you is, with regard to the item that you raised about the, 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 the offense between your property and the applicant's property that we're talking about developing here. Yeah, are they going to put something that will stop Have you had an opportunity to have some sit-down conversations with the applicant prior to the hearing? I went to school with them. Okay. See, see, normally when we have these hearings, uh, especially when there are adjacent property owners of significant, like, like you with the large parcel right. that you have to the west, there's always an opportunity for people to sit down and have conversations so that... He hasn't even been in the neighborhood, okay? I mean, it's turned into a disaster, and he doesn't even mow it. The weeds are three feet high, and Fourth of July is coming on, and it'll be a fire, and my barn will probably get burnt down, but it's, you know, it's par for the course. Appreciate, sir. At some point, a lot of these are areas out of our jurisdiction in this review, so we're going to have to ask you to work some of these issues out with staff. We're only going to be able to address some of them which is where I was going to turn my second question is anything staff can do to help us uh, itemize the issues that we really have no control over in the scope of our hearing tonight and give some guideposts to the members of the general public, including the barrier, which, of course, as you know, was dictated by code and designed to protect the property rights of the individual in question, et cetera, et cetera. But anything you can do to help us... Uh, Guide, guide our way through the things that are out of our jurisdiction tonight. I think that'll help us along. Very much appreciate your comments, Mr. Hawkins. All right, well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hawkins. Fosso, any additional questions? Staff, any wish to respond? To formulate a response, we could do that while the, the hearing continues. Thank you. All right. At this point, I have no additional public comments. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have not, we, I've said on more than one occasion there's opportunity to, to sign up and provide comments. Start at 5:30. Yes. May I make a comment? Please. And I would like to encourage folks again, if you have spoken for, forward, to leave your comment slip with the commission secretary. Okay. Your My name, name is Kate Stefancic. I've lived on Marjorie Way for 30 years. Our main concern when we first heard about this was that the street, which we have loved as a dead-end street, will become a through street. Everything so far has indicated that there will be a barrier. Now it's sounding like it's a very temporary barrier. And that's my main concern. We've addressed this. We've been told it will be a dead end. And now it's sounding like that's just a very temporary situation. 
We would like to keep it a dead-end street. I believe it increases our property values. I believe it would increase the property values of this, this building development. If theirs were a dead-end street as well, is there any way that that can be clarified or solidified? Possibly. That's our major concern. Thank you very much. See, we have one more speaker in the back who'd like to come forward, sir. If you could please fill out your form when you're done. What's that? When you're done, if you could fill out that form and pass it to the commission secretary. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, my name is Paul Stefancic. I'm the husband of Kate. And my first question is on the barrier. According to the information that we were sent or was online, it's supposed to be uh, so pedestrians and traffic cannot go through. Well, pedestrians can just climb over. It looks like two guardrails put together. That's not going to inhibit pedestrians from crossing the property that they'll be crossing to get into that new neighborhood. That means people can park on our section of the road if, they can't, if they're visiting somebody else there in the new area. They can just go over, walk through the existing private property, jump over the, you know, just not even jump over the guardrails, just walk, climb over the guardrail and they're there. And still take up all the parking area that's on our street. So this, the, the border that's going to be proposed at the end of this new extension here is totally inadequate. I thought it was going to be a solid wall, either wood, concrete, whatever. So it's going to affect us greatly if they just put the barrier that they have proposed right now. I don't know. They should have pictures of this area for you guys, what we have to deal with. Like my wife said, we've been there 30 years, and we've, we've all gone along very well. And this just throws a rock, rock at us here. So I don't know what if, if that that will not prevent prevent pedestrians from going through. They're going to be using our 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 street, our street as full as it is, like that. Anyhow, uh, the other comment I was going to make. We have it written down. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I can't remember what the other comment was. My main thing was the barrier, uh, the, the trees that they're going to use. What size? They say box trees. As far as in the as far as replacing the three heritage trees that are in there, it doesn't say what size box trees. Like that. I like to know what that is because I'm a retired horticulturist. Like that, and. Um, the assumption that uh, the kids at the end of the street bought that house at the beginning of 2016, where this was already in the, in the planning stages, and I don't think they would have bought the house knowing that someone was going to try to cut through there and put a new street within about, the new street would probably be behind, uh, as close to, uh, I think it's 12 feet within their front door, because the street and the sidewalk would come in at an angle, which it shows there, and if you look at the front of their house, it it's, takes up half of their driveway to their house. Where, and that's just where it shows where its street is. Isn't sure. it? I'm going to need you to wrap up your comments. Okay. Okay, I'll stop at that. Thank you very much. Good evening. Hi. I don't really have anything prepared either, but... Um, I'm Michelle Ansira, and I own the property at 3679. And even with the 
three, the, the two dwellings that are at the end where their proposed um, housing development is, there's renters in there that even with just that addition of traffic, zooming up and down the street at all hours of the day, I don't know where you get your 117 um, trips. That proposal seems awfully low because people not only get up and go to work in the morning, um, they take their children to childcare, they come back and forth. So I can just see, and I don't know and understand how you guys are planning in the future for this to be opened. Again, there's property issues, there's a, a jog in the street. You'd have to take part of this gentleman's property. You'd have to take part of the other property. And again, I've been there since, since 1999 and I really like my street. I'm, I am a transplant from the Santa Cruz area. I love my little oasis of Tahoe Park, which is a great part of town. Every year that I live there, I love it more and more. And one of the reasons I love it is my wonderful neighbors and the fact that it is a dead-end street. And so we're already we're going to have to be listening to construction for God knows how long. They're probably going to put in two-story houses. And if they put in two-story houses that have three and four bedrooms, what if there's people with teenagers? They're going to have teenagers coming and going. So I just don't understand how they're not going to have any parking for these 11 houses. It just seems to me like it's not a very good win-win situation. I can understand wanting to infill. I understand progress. But what I do not understand is how you're going to put 11 houses where 28 feet of road is and have parking and everything to accommodate that. And I do agree. I think the barrier is substandard and it's unacceptable. A barrier where people can park on one side, walk over that. We have a high school two or three blocks away, kids cutting across there. Again, I understand progress. And I see some of you smiling. So just think about this. If this was your neighborhood, if you lived on a quiet street, if the street that you lived on where you've lived for almost 20 years all of a sudden was going to have this massive change. I do not want to sell my house. I don't want to move to another neighborhood that's quiet. I like my established neighborhood. My house was built in 1948. Now you're asking me to change my way of life. I'm retiring in two years, and I plan to be on my street, and I plan to be socializing with my neighbors. I understand I have 20 seconds left. Thanks. I just want to say you guys need to think about this as if it's your neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you. I have no additional comment sheets. Sir, if you could come forward. If you could please provide your comment sheet to the Commission Secretary when you're done. Sure. Uh, my name is Marcos. I live on 3801 64th Street. Um, just as a realtor by trade, I have a couple questions um, and then also a couple comments. Uh, first, looking at the, the diagram here, it looks like there's uh, no street parking in front of these houses, correct? This is your, your time for testimony. Oh, okay. Well, that was a question. Um, well, so when people have friends, family over, gatherings, where are these cars supposed to park if they're not park, able to park in front of these homes, if it's going to be zoned off as a no parking? Um, in addition to this, has there been a study as to the additional traffic this is going to generate on 14th Avenue? That's our nearest cross street as a resident. So I know that 14th Avenue is already pretty busy coming in and out of the street. In addition to that, when the high school gets out or before school, you have a lot of kids that go up and down 14th and 11th Avenue. So this not only adds a thoroughfare for them to go back and forth, but as they're coming in and out, what precautions are going to be taken to you know, protect them? Um, 
those are the questions I have as, as a comment, as a realtor, I know this is going to have an impact on uh, property values. Uh, people, like they mentioned, uh, dead-end dead streets are very desirable, especially to young families. You add this many more residents, densely compact, and add this many more homes, I know this is going to lead to less attractiveness of the neighborhood. Uh, this is that much more traffic, that much more noise, and then you add into that construction. So that's going to be problematic for our property values. Um, I think I'll leave it there. Those are the questions I'd like to have answered if possible. And leave this with who? Thank you very much. All right, I, I have no comment slips. I see no one coming forward. Again, I would ask those individuals who have spoken, if you could please submit your comment slips so we can record that with the Commission Secretary. We'd greatly appreciate that. We're going to close the public hearing. Now would be the opportunity for commissioners to provide comments, possible motions, and additional questions for staff. Commissioner LaFossa. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, quite a hearing. Um, the first thing I want to say is I came in here understanding quite clearly how many neighbors did not want the street to connect. And I think the important point here is the streets are not connecting. I think that was understood clearly coming in. Appreciate a lot of the detail questions you're all asking, A, about the barrier, B, about the future. Just, just a background point that we have to account for things that might occur in the future as planners. So just because we're talking about potentially connecting the streets doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. It's just something we need to account for. As I alluded earlier, there's a lot of things that are a bit out of our control, and there are city codes that we're bound by, and the staff report says a lot about, you know, the city's policies favoring street connection. Again, we're, we're respecting the rights of the property owner of 3701 Marjorie and the streets are not connected for that reason. I just, I just want to underscore that point for everybody. I also want to say I, I think uh, we, we get a lot of projects up here, and every single person sitting up here has had some new development in a neighborhood they live in as an experienced you know, this kind of change. This, this is happening throughout the city. And I just, I just want you all to appreciate that we all up here have had that experience in one form or another near our own homes. And that's the best we're ever going to be able to do to imagine it as like our own homes. But we, we all are doing that. And I want you to really appreciate that. Um, as it relates to the barrier, I, I do think that one of the things that's making this, this hearing so interesting is that we are balancing property rights. I mean, we are going above and beyond to respect the property rights of the owners of 3701. But the uh, applicant has rights too. Um, and I think, generally speaking, we're um, doing a good balance here. I don't know what barrier is foolproof that nobody would ever climb over it or no enterprising child would get around it. I'm not sure what we can do. And I'm not sure that the owner of 3701, and I'm sorry they're not here, wants that kind of wall. Again, we've talked a lot about walls and a lot of other projects, and sometimes walls are too big. And, and, and some of my colleagues have done a lot of work to make sure that we don't make walls too big because, you know, so, that has an impact. I did want to raise two questions, one to staff, one to the applicant. 
So I missed it. Why, why is the street of a width that doesn't account for parking? I, I, I missed that. Uh, the street, the actual pavement width has been um, decreased in width to account for the tree plantings to, to offset the tree removal. Uh, there is an extra wide uh, tree planter. I believe it's seven feet eight wide. Uh, the traditional planter is six feet wide. So that extra planter width is coming out of the, the pavement width. So that decreases that pavement width enough that fire believes that there's um, not the possibility to provide access um, if there's street parking. Um, we have to confirm that. We don't know if fire can restrict parking on a uh, public street. Traditionally, they do that on private streets, um, but generally they need 20 feet clear to access down a, a road. Um, but that has been um, reduced here because of that extra wide planner required to do the extra tree plantings. Okay, without going too down in the, too, too in the weeds, there were a lot of balls in the air in your answer, Mr. Ablaw, but what I heard you in essence say was fire access issues related to the fact that this street on the south end is going to be a dead end has direct bearing on our inability to create space for parking. Do I understand that clearly? Right. Okay, appreciate that. Take away one lot. Sir, Take away sir, one lot. sir, sir. Public comment is over. Commissioner uh, LaFosso has the floor. Um, I got my answer. Um, I, you want to, I, I will not stop you from. Sorry, I would just like to clarify something. The applicant is conditioned to construct 15 foot of travel lane on one side and 12 feet of travel lane on the other side. So that equals 27 feet. Now, the city allows parking, on-street parking on its residential street. And normally, um, the fire department would um, impose restrictions on parkings on private streets. So we may need to verify this condition from the fire department because normally the city does allow on-street parking on public street. So, residential street. So is there enough yet to be worked out with you all at Public Works and the fire department on this issue that maybe we could put some kind of advisory note in that... We, we can work it out. That... that, 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 that directs or memorializes staff examining the potential for street parking, notwithstanding all of the other safety issues that have to be accounted for? We can, we can work that out. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, to either staff or the applicant, this issue about the barriers or, or, or whatever is going to mark the separation between, sir, your, your parcel we're talking about tonight and the gentleman to the west of you, how's, how's that going to be? The issue of the barrier, you know, we were going to use the standard city detail, but we can use another type of barrier that is acceptable to the staff and the neighborhood. We can have a gate if they want, like a wrought iron fence behind it and a gate. What's the barrier going to look like? If so with, within the public right-of-way, the, the barrier would have to meet the city standard, um, which was shown by Garrett. Um, any deviations with that would have to go through Public Works Department. Um, another option, the 3701 property is private property. They can build a private fence on that property as long as it meets our city standard. Six feet wooden fence would be sufficient. Wait, I'm, I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing. I'm not asking about the barrier at Marjorie Way to the north of the property. I'm talking about... The west of the property. West, the western property on that side, uh, there's no sidewalk proposed on that side. It would be 
the end of pavement and then um, appropriate drainage on that side, uh, there would be no public sidewalk for people to walk up against uh, next to the barn that was discussed. So there would be a street, a gutter, and grass? Correct. And the line between the gutter and the grass is the property line between the applicant and, the, and, and, the, and Mr. Hawkins? Correct. And as he explained, if he built the, the fence one foot inside his property line, there would be a one-foot area that, that would not be part of either the drainage or the public street. Okay. Um, that's very instructive. I, I think you have a good conversation to be had with Mr. Hawkins about the relationship between your property and his. Is there, a, is there any fence separating your two properties today? Right now, we have one foot from the property line as, as established by a survey to the edge of pavement. And then the pavement starts. They, could, they would probably be a fence, a wood fence, right along our westerly line. And that... Sir, are you describing the current conditions or what's no, proposed? No, no. Can, can you back up for me, Future. please? Can you tell me what the... What separates your two parcels today? A fence, a ditch, uh, post? Well, there is a fence. Let me, can I read that just a sec here? There is a fence on the west side of our property existing. Sure. You're sure? Are you take, you're sure about that? Yeah, I have it shown on the survey. Okay. Yes. Okay. Are you, are you proposing, do I understand correctly, you're proposing to take that fence down? If, he, if the, own, uh, the neighbors require that to be, we could. Otherwise, we'll leave it alone. We're not going to touch the fence. Okay, last question. Have you had any opportunity to chat with your neighbor to the west prior to this hearing? I have not, but the property owner is here. Oh, Okay, I, I, for the record, I saw him shake his head no. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, Mr. You. Chairman. Thank you, Commissioner LaFosso. Commissioner Yee. Thank you. And a couple questions for staff. So we are now to the property at the end of this, uh, whatever the address people have been referring to. If there is, and I heard 500 square feet, I've heard whatever, if there is development on that parcel, a certain type of development, a certain scale, what have you, will then cause the city to request an easement so that at that time there could be consideration of connection with the street. And I understand this is a dead end. It's not the merits of dead end or not. Is that correct? According to the public works, that would be the correct assessment of the situation. So... Here we have a third party that has almost nothing to do with this application except being a neighbor. This project then imposes a condition on his right to develop his parcel. How is he going to be notified? How is that going to be recorded so that if there is a transition in ownership, how does the subsequent owner know that this is a potential for the development, future development, improvement of this particular parcel. How is this memorialized? 
I probably have to defer to public works on that question. I think my question would be um, whether there was this development or not, knowing that Marjorie, even though it doesn't exist now, um, was a planned roadway, whether that situation would exist, whether this subdivision existed or not. Um, and that's the question I'd probably ask of So there's works. a potential with or without the subdivision that the city may elect to punch the street to the south and connect to 14th Avenue. At least obtain the right-of-way if that, that property were to develop in a substantial way. Okay. So I think I'll leave it at that, but I, I, I think the point is this is I'm not, I guess the question, the concern I have is to make this condition known better than it is. What I'm hearing, though, is that with or without this project, the condition already exists. But this brings it to the forefront and may make it even more enhance the possibilities of the connection. So uh, I, I think that's. Then there's a discussion that with the 27 foot cross section on the paved area, that that it, on a public street, that 27 feet then typically allows for parking on one side and the passage of a fire truck within that 27 feet. Am I understanding that correctly? If you could please come to the microphone and answer the question. Within 27 feet, you can park on one side, and then you have two-way two traffic on the other side. Yes, our city standard 53-foot right-of-way residential cross-section has 30 feet of paving, 15-foot travel lanes on each side. And we allow parking on both sides unless unless it's a safety issue or a site distance issue. Then we limit parking on portions of the roadway. But that that uh, the the allowability is that word the allowance of parking on one side still remains to be seen because you need to check with the fire department. Is that correct? We need to verify because um, this the our standard for public streets allow for parking. Right. And so. There's a potential for the fire department, for whatever reason, to trump what is standard and say no parking on either side of the street. Um, I think our standard would probably public the the street standard would probably supersede that because okay. Um, in, so in the, the past, so the concern about having 11 homes and no street parking, I'm hearing that that is a very small potential. Yes. How can we get that to a point of certainty? As quick as we can. So you need to meet with the fire department yes. and, and hammer this out. Yes. In the unlikely event that the fire department will prevail and say no parking on the street, is there, can we impose a condition on the development of the parcels that will require them to put more parking spaces on each parcel than it would normally be otherwise to make up for the lack of parking on the street? I will defer that with part, with planning. The the difficulty in that is the um, on-site parking is dependent on the actual site plan and design review. We actually we do have site plan and design review that goes along with the map. Um, even though the house plans aren't known at this time, a condition can be put on the site plan and design review, and you can take forward the conditions on the map separately from that. So we wouldn't have to satisfy the condition of on-site parking with the map. It would be satisfied with the site plan design review that's requested along with the map today. So I think, and maybe at the appropriate time could be embodied in a condition, I think if there is 
if the fire department, as low as potential as it might be, prevents parking on that street, and as long as that street is, and as difficult as it is to park, and hearing the concerns about the neighbors further to the north and their parking situation, how do you remedy the parking? I think the only way to remedy the parking is to require more parking on the parcel. So I think there's a trigger. And wherever the condition is implemented, that is not necessarily my concern, is that if there is no on-street parking, then I believe that it would be appropriate to ask for more parking on the parcel. And however that gets implemented, that's, that's fine. And maybe a question to my fellow commissioners. I know we have a dislike for continuance, but I'm intrigued enough about this fire department prohibition or not of on-street parking to wonder if we should hear that definitively, whether it's 1% or whatever, to hear definitively if the fire department is going to request and if staff is going to grant a request for no parking on the street. We don't want to drag this out any longer than we need to, but for me, I think that's an important factor. And so maybe at the appropriate time when someone makes a motion, uh, the, the, the comment about enhanced parking requirements on the parcel and perhaps a, the, a notion of continuous until we hear from the fire department. Uh, how long do you think it would take to get the fire department to make a decision one way or the other? The no parking uh, requirement really only um, requires striping the curb red, no parking. So this item really could be um, worked out during the final map stage. Oh, I understand that the implementation of no par of the of parking prohibition is matter striping. That's that's. I, I wonder. I wonder if how I would feel about the project if I knew that there was no parking on the street. How would I feel if there was parking on the street? And I think that's a concern that we've heard, and I'm wondering if it is worthwhile to delay our decision until we understand whether it's, it's not how it's going to get done, it's whether it's going to be required to get done. I, I can try to reach out to the fire department tomorrow. So again, thank you. So again, knowing our disdain for continuances and such, and having the community out here and perhaps asking them to come back if this is continued. But I think we heard a concern that I share. And uh, we're all poll as to whether continuous would be appropriate until we hear that one point. Now, it sounds like it could be a fairly short report back and not take a lot. Uh, so, Commissioner, when would be a slot for a continuous if we ask for it? When would the date certain be? The next two available commission dates would be June 8th or June 22nd. So Commissioner, are you putting forward a motion to continue this item? If or? I may ask one more question sure. before I do that, what's the implication of continuous to the applicant? For the continuous? Yes. What, what inconvenience would the, would the applicant suffer with a continuance? We can come back at a date that's available in your calendar. 
Okay, so it sounds like there would not be a significant inconvenience to the applicant. So I would make a motion to continue this with report back as to whether there is going to be parking on the street or not. And that's really the only new information I would need and continue it to whenever the staff determines to be the earliest convenient date. Second. So we have a motion to continue the item uh, to address the parking issue from Commissioner Yee, a second from Commissioner Coville, or Commissioner LaFossa, I apologize. That's what we have on the table. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. Commissioner Coville. Uh, I was going to ask the question also of, you know, it seems odd to bring a project. Um, I mean, this isn't a slam to staff whatsoever, believe me, but I just I thought it was odd to bring a, you know, a project not knowing if we were going to have parking on the street or not. It just, it just seems odd, odd to me. It really did. Um, but my next question is um, to answer some of the um, people's questions. In order for that road to be fully connected, you would have to have certain things happen from two property owners. Am I correct? You'd have to have, you'd have to have something happen with 3701, and then you'd have to also have the cooperation from some, the person that owns the five acres. Is that right? So really, the trigger, as I see it, of this road connecting is if somebody wants to develop the five acres, or part of the five acres. That's a question. And they would also have to get some sort of cooperation for 3701. So I hope that answers some questions of the, of the people that came here. That's going to be not going to be a connecting road unless something happens with both those property owners. Um, and I also wanted to state that um, I've been in real estate for over 36 years. And when you have a dead-end street in the city of Sacramento next to vacant land, I think that's a pretty good indication that that's going to be a through street at some point in time down the road. And most land at some point down the road is going to be developed. It's rare that it's going to be open space in the city of Sacramento for the rest of eternity. So at some point, it's going to be developed. And so when you have, I think you, anytime you want to buy at the end of a dead-end street, on the other end of that dead-end street is vacant land. I think that's a pretty good indication at some point there's going to be development there. So I just thought I'd add that. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Coville. Commissioner LaFaso. One comment, one question. Just to the applicant, um, this is a comment, not a question. Um, it's a little disturbing to me the lack of communication with the neighbors. If this matter is continued, I would urge you to have some conversations with your neighbor to the north and your, your adjacent neighbor to the north and your adjacent neighbor to the west. I'm just encouraging you to do that. And that's just a comment. Thank you. Thank you. To staff, just to refine the first, and by the way, thank you very much for your refinement of the parking question, Commissioner Yee. I appreciate it. Um, this question of what the obligations are to the adjacent property owners, there seems to be some idea in the air that they're going to have to record something or disclose something to a potential buyer. 
I think Commissioner Coville kind of laid out pretty clearly that a buyer is responsible for knowing things about the property that they're looking into, like development plans, the fact that it's an incorporated area, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm not under the impression that that while the action potentially gets connecting the street one step closer, there's no nothing we're going to do here is going to give rise to some obligation on the part of the owner of 3701 to some kind of record some something on their property or 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 have a or or be at risk for some disclosure obligation in the future. It seems to me those are those are uh, uh, those are responsibilities of a potential buyer. I know I'm kind of asking a property law question. Can you help me out, Mr. Heron? Yes, you're quite correct. In fact, it would be inappropriate to require some sort of recordation. That this, that's all speculation on what may happen in the future. That Those projects aren't before us. Okay. Anything we can do here to put the property owners at ease? Because we really are, we really are going a long way here to respect property owners' interests here. Just want to say that. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner LaFaso. Mr. Lindsay. Thank you, Chair. Um, it did raise concerns for me also when I did hear that there was no street parking or probable no street parking in front of these 11 family homes uh, to be built. And so um, when you live in an area where there's a, a lack of street parking, it causes a lot of consternation between neighbors. And um, I would feel very uneasy also um, voting on that tonight without an answer to that. Um, I also noticed that comments came in over a year ago, um, May of 2016, June of 2016. And so uh, to echo um, Commissioner LaFaso's comments, um, gave me great concern to hear from um, the residents that they had had no contact with the developer. So um, if there's time in between this uh, continuance, if we have a continuance, I, I would urge the developer um, to get together with the neighbors there and talk to them about some of their concerns and how they can be alleviated and, and address more concern of uh, your concerns with staff also. So um, I, I We'll be voting for the continuance tonight. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. Commissioner Lucian. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, I'll be very brief. I, I hate to say this, but um, I, I would even go so far as to um, uh, encourage um, staff to facilitate um, a, a meeting of of the neighbors um, to the greatest extent possible just to ensure, you know, whatever grievances, concerns are, are aired um, and they are taken into consideration um, as well, uh, just to echo the uh, comments that were given previously. Thank you, Commissioner Lucian. Any additional comments, Commissioner Yee? Uh, I think it would be appropriate to make a motion this point uh, I, I believe that the, the motion was made by you commissioner Yee, and that's right. a uh, if second. i can just speak to that one sure. my motion from moments ago um you mean your motion? my motion <laughs> let me clarify my motion uh my hope is that 
We do not re revisit all the concerns. I know there will be a public comment whenever it comes back before us, but I think that this has been distilled down to the issue of parking or no parking on the street, and hopefully we can revisit this briefly and have a vote. Now, that's not to, to uh, hamper public comment, but I think we've heard quite a bit this evening and understand the situation. So, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. And, and for clarification, uh, the motion did specifically address the parking. So, um, and before we move on that item, uh, I, I do want to echo support for my fellow commissioners, uh, Commissioner LaFosso, Commissioner Coville, Commissioner Lindsay, Commissioner Yee, in terms of the direction. Uh, the idea of continuing the item was definitely something that came up, and I appreciate Commissioner Yee uh, betting that. Uh, it does not feel as if this project has been fully baked, so to speak. Um, and again, as Commissioner Fosso said, I think this is something that we've consistently done at this body um, for the applicant. Uh, it's imperative that you have coordination communication with the community surrounding in order to, to bring this any sort of successful project forward um, because it's a long, they've made a long-term investment and you're making a long-term investment. And I think we've consistently uh, echoed that to, to any applicant community members that have come before us. So uh, I would hope that if the continuous does uh, move forward, that both parties step to the table to figure out what's best uh, in the long run to address the parking situation and address other issues that were brought to the table today. Uh, and again, I would just encourage uh, the public, again, we appreciate you being part of the process, uh, would encourage you again to sign up and get your information to the Commission Secretary so we can keep your information on the record. Uh, our goal here is to hear everyone. We are not trying to exclude anyone. Um, but again, there is a process that's gone on before we became here, came here and will go on beyond that. So I appreciate you participating in the process. And I prepare to support, I'm prepared to support the continuance as well. No further comments. We have a motion to continue the item until we're able to get information regarding the parking um, specifically. Not to a date certain, to, to the, the date uh, that's available on the calendar to address the issue. Commissioner Yee. I may. I thought that we were continuing to a date certain. If it's not a date certain, then my question would be, how would there be any follow-up notification? So I would assume that if it's a date certain, we would not have to re-notify, although I always think that that's good policy. But if it's to be continued for some time, not determined, then I would uh, request notifications be sent out. But I'm hearing that this could be a conversation with the fire department that could take place in a day or two a week, knowing that it's a three-day weekend coming up. So I would hope that we can continue to date certain. So, so Ms. Crossgrove, do we have enough information regarding the calendar to ensure that we have availability over the next two meeting dates? We do have available availability on both meeting dates, so I would ask uh, if... I, th I think uh, along with uh, Commissioner Yee's um, comment about uh, the fire and parking situation, I did hear comments from other commissioners about outreach and meeting with the neighbors. Uh, that may take more time than the conversation with fire. Um, I don't know if we could accomplish that within two weeks. Um, for the meeting after that, definitely would be um, enough time to do that outreach. 
So, Mr. Oblog, just to be clear, the motion itself, uh, I don't, does not include any outreach component. I, I, myself and others have recommended as such, but I'll let Commissioner LaFossa speak to that item specifically to be, be clear. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Actually, I wasn't going to raise that issue. I was just going to suggest in direct response to Commissioner Yee's observation about a date certain, and I don't know if that's the 8th of the following meeting in June, I was just going to say we add a little authority to staff for a little wiggle room that if in the interests of consulting with the fire department, et cetera, et cetera, we give staff a little flexibility to move that date with some kind of appropriate notice to the public so they're not, you know, caught blindsided. Um, I'm agnostic on whether we time it around the, all the, the parking issues, primarily the fire department consultation being addressed, or whether we build it around a date certain. Um, we're, we're now, we're, we're sort of spiraling on a really tiny point right now, but um, anyway, happy to give staff a little flexibility, but uh, appreciate Commissioner Yee's focus on date certain, A, to move the ball along, and B, to let the general public understand, you know, what's going on. Ms. Cosgrove? I have a suggestion. We could continue it to June 8th, which is a date certain, and if staff isn't ready at that point in time, we would continue it on the agenda to the following date, the June 22nd, which would give the flexibility that if the matter is resolved in enough time to be back here by the 8th, then we could do that, and if not, it would be continued to the 22nd. Ms. Cosgrove, if that were to be the case, how much, at what point in time would the termination for continuous occur? Because again, out of respect for the applicant and the public, we want to give them enough time uh, to respond to that. So. With the date certain June 8th, at what point in time would, would individuals, individuals know if it was going to be continued to the next meeting? We post the um, agenda the Friday before the meeting, so it would be posted um, on June 2nd. Uh, and there's a th um, three-day, 72-hour in advance. Um, so for the public, the public could rely that 72 hours in advance, they would know for certain uh, if the item was continued or not. But I would uh, encourage people to keep in touch with um, Mr. Norman or Mr. Ablog as well if they want an update. Commissioner Yee, with the date certain June 8th, are you prepared to move forward with your motion? Uh, Commissioner LaFaso, your second still stands? My second still stands. I just hope we... Uh... We've engaged the neighbors in a way that we have some email addresses, and if the matters continue to the second meeting in June, we can just pop out a quick email to them. Thank you. Thank you. Seeing no further comments, we have a motion to continue the item until June the 8th. Can we please vote? Commissioner LaFaso? Aye. Coville? Aye. Aye. Lindsay? Aye. Farrell? Aye. Buckybaum? Aye. Rogers? Aye. Juan Connolly? Aye. E? Aye. Ogilvy? Aye. Vice Chair Burke? Aye. Chair Bodipo Memba? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you. Thank you.
Moving on to item number four, P17-002. Let's see if we can say this. Nicorici lot split and new single-family residence. Before Mr. Meltzer moves forward with the presentation, are there any disclosures or recusals? Seeing none, good evening, Mr. Meltzer. Good evening. Thank you, Chair Bodipa Memba and Commissioners. My name is Ethan Meltzer. I'm an assistant planner with the Community Development Department, and I'm the assigned project planner for P17-002. The project is a request to subdivide one lot into two and construct a new single-family home on the newly created parcel. At this time, staff has not received any emails, letters, or phone calls from the public in opposition of this project. Um, because of this, staff has deemed the project non-controversial. The applicant, as well as staff, is here to answer any questions that you might have, but we are requesting to waive the presentation. Um, I would also like to quickly mention, for the record, that there were two supplementals, um, changes to the staff report after it was published. I think that you should have received all of them, but just in case, um, there was one change. Um, we added one condition about landscaping. Um, we added in the site plan exhibit to the staff report, and we also added uh, dimensional call-outs um, to the height of the proposed home. So, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Meltzer. Any questions of staff? Seeing none, I have the opportunity for public comment. I do not have any comment slips, and I do not see anyone walking down the hallway. Close public comment. Now would be the opportunity for motions or comments on this item. Mr. Wong Connolly. I'll move to adapt uh, st a staff recommendation. Right, do we have a second? Second. We have a second from Vice Chair Burke. Any additional commissioner comments? Seeing none, I think we're prepared to vote. Commissioner LaFaso? Aye. Coville? Aye. Lucian? Aye. Lindsay? Aye. Farrell? Aye. Buckybaum? Aye. Rogers? Aye. Juan Connolly? Aye. E? Aye. Ogilvy? Aye. Vice Chair Burke? Aye. Chair Bodipo Menda? Bodipo Menda. Both of them say aye. <laughs> <laughs> Motion passes. All right. We have a staff report. Item number 5M17-010. Plain Design Commission Rules of Procedure. Ms. Cosgrove, once a year. Thank you, Chair. Um, I am bringing to you your rules of procedure uh, for your review. We're not asking for the Commission to take any sort of action this evening just to provide feedback um, to staff. Uh, the rules of procedure are a document that contains the rules and guidelines by which the Planning and Design Commission conducts its public meetings. The purpose of them is to create, uh, sort of in a broad way, to create an atmosphere where members of the public, the Commission, and staff can attend to their business in an efficient and a fair and uh, transparent manner with full participation. The Commission um, derives its ability to um, establish these rules from both Title II of the City Code and from the City Council's own rules of procedure, which um, dictate that the Commission should, um, 
should have rules by which it conducts its business. And the rules themselves state uh, that we are to review them once a year um, or more frequently if necessary. The last time they were, were reviewed was June of 2016. And at that time, the commission uh, staff made some recommendations for um, updates to the procedures and um, the commission adopted um, some changes. So this evening, we are not proposing any changes to the rules themselves. Council hasn't made any changes that we need to consider in order to be consistent with their rules, and staff has, has no updates to propose. Um, if the commission would like to uh, make any changes, then that would be uh, agendized for a future point in time. Thank you, Ms. Cosgrove. So now would be opportunity if folks have any recommendations or changes or questions. Otherwise, no action would be needed. I see no responses. So we, I think we're prepared to move forward. Thank you very much. Moving on, public comments matters not on the agenda. I see no one uh, moving forward. So let's move on to member comments. Are there any? Commissioner Coville. You know, I really wish I had said this at the beginning of today's meeting when you talked about the Citizens Planning Academy. I was a, a 2015 graduate of the Planning Academy. Great experience. I recommend it uh, to, to everyone. I was also a uh, uh, panelist uh, for the last meeting, and one of the things, the last things they talked about was public outreach. And I, that's why I wish I had said this <laughs> at the beginning of this meeting instead of now. But, uh, yeah, you know, just I don't think we would have gotten over the traffic or the parking issue no matter what. But I think an hour or so what we went through we wouldn't have gone through had there been this outreach, you know. And so I think I happen to know this applicant. I don't think he does a ton of development versus a... Uh, you know, somebody who's in the development business all day long. Um, boy, yeah, we, it just shows you right there. I know we wouldn't have gone through. Those are just a bunch of misunderstandings, really. Um, but too bad he didn't talk to him first. Thank you, Commissioner. But Coville. if you get a chance to do the Citizens Planning Academy, I highly recommend it. Commissioner Coville, just a quick follow-up. You said you, you were on a panel for this last graduating class? Yes. All right. Phenomenal. Thank you. Any other commissioner comments? All right, seeing none, this meeting is adjourned at 6.52. Thank you.